This podcast is not suitable for work. If you're under the age of 18, kindly and with all due respect, get the fuck out. I mean it. Go on. Bye-bye. Mm-mm. See you later. This isn't for you. Nope. Mm-mm. America has a strange relationship with sex. We're obsessed with it, but it terrifies us. We censor it because it's constantly being shoved down our throats. But our dirty little secret is we like things shoved down our throats, especially when we're in bondage or we're wearing leather or being slapped around a little bit. And, oh, <clears throat> I'm Sunny Megatron. Join Ken Melvoinberg and I as we explore, dissect, and demystify American sex. Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Happiness, American Sex, with Ken Melvoin Berg and Sonny Megatron. This episode of American Sex Podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash ASPodcast. The AS is for American Sex. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's audibletrial.com slash ASPodcast for your free audiobook. Ken, I was so fucking pissed this week. I know. I, I, I know. don't get pissed often. You, you, I like, you oh. never get pissed. I, that's my job. Like you're you're stepping into my godhood territory. I, I am the god of I am the god of anger. I got shit done. I I took care of business. I was very proud of myself. Okay, so here's what happened, listeners. Our good friend Dixie De La Tour from Body Storytelling Podcast had an incident. Ooh. Dixie. Normous. <laughs> Shut up. She had an incident where she won a like an awesome podcast award six months ago and Google Alerts didn't notify her and she just found out about it now. So that was the lesson. Like, Google yourself, kids. So I was like three in the morning about to go to bed. I'm like, I'm going to Google myself. So I Googled me. I'm fine. And then I Googled the podcast first page i see that we belong to some podcast network called the asn radio network by the way if you were listening to us on that network we're no longer there because of the story i'm about to tell you so i see they have all these sponsors they have me uh sex talk with my mom joe rogan joe rogan dan savage like 32 different shows and i'm like wait a minute, I've never heard of these people. They're selling all this sponsorship. They're inserting ads before our episodes. And are we seeing a dime of this? No. So then I investigate. They fucking stole from us. They 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 literally directly. Well, I I investigate some more. So ASM podcast, go fuck yourself. Yes. Go fuck yourself in the ass without dinner, lube. The big part, the big part was, because I was like, you know, maybe if they're just feeding in our episodes from where we host them, okay. No, they took our uh, episodes and uploaded them to their own account. So A, we're not getting paid for the the ads that they're selling b we're not getting ratings for all of the listens that we're getting through their network which apparently were quite a few which means when we go try to sell our ads and sponsorships our ratings are low so we're not making money like double we're not making money so and they're fucking stealer thief assholes taking food out of my children's mouth so i was pissed so kids if you are on the spreaker network you know in spreaker is great we're just not with them so if you are hearing this podcast through spreaker you're listening to it illegally and somebody is getting money but it isn't us yeah and the reason that we and this is and i think it's sort of important that we mention this in that we talk about money a lot 
with the podcast and we don't try to sell too much to anybody because this is how we make the majority of our income. This is our day job. Right. So we help support this by doing writing and speaking engagements all across the United States and doing TV and movies. So we work on all of that. But American sex is our primary job and we take it very, very seriously. Yeah. So, you know, long story short. They, they stole our show and a bunch of other people's shows, and I kind of went at them on Twitter. Spreaker was amazing. I the, it, This went up to the CEO, and within hours, they took down all of our shows that they were illegally hosting. But the problem is they had our podcast on almost every... We were on TuneIn. We were on iHeartRadio. We were on all of these other podcast players, ju- except for iTunes. So if you were listening to our show through those services... You had a 50-50 chance of actually listening through it through a pirated network and we weren't getting any ratings or credit for your listens. So it make sure you're subs- like, go subscribe to the show. Go to iTunes. Go to wherever no, go you go. To, go to our Patreon page. And that's the best single place to get all of the legitimate sources where you can find us at. So just go to patreon.com backslash American sex and take a look at our Patreon page, and that'll give you all the information that you need to know. And one other last thing, I'm curious, if you were listening to us through a network, whether it was that ASN network, which by the way, changed their name on Twitter and blocked me and him, it was like a huge drama, like go over to Twitter, you can see all of it. If you're listening to us on a network now, which is March of 2018, let us know because we don't belong to any networks as of right now. So I'm really curious if you had listened to us through that network, shoot us a note because I want to see how deep this went because I'm, oh, I'm so mad. So yeah. Yeah. And by the way, ASN Radio Network, you don't know with whom you fucked. That's all I'm going to say about that. And what you did was highly illegal. Also Highly illegal. Yes. So... More on that later, maybe. Anyway. Not necessarily something I'd stab them in the neck for, but I might think about it. You know, fan- nothing's wrong with fantasies, Kat. Fantasies Nothing is wrong neck, with fantasies. Just don't act on them. So, uh, hi, everyone. <laughs> I'm Ken Melvoinberg, and welcome to the American Sex Podcast. Wait, you forgot me. No, I didn't. I'm Sunny Megan. Uh, you're supposed <laughs> to say, hi, everyone. I'm Ken Melvoinberg, and then you pause for your beautiful, wonderful, pissed-off wife. I'm not pissed off anymore. Well, kind of, but not at you. Hi, everyone. I'm Ken Melvoin Berg. <laughs> and I'm Sunny Megatron. And welcome to American Sex Podcast. Our guest this week is the person who I want to be when I grow up. The awesome, the amazing, the incredible Joan Price. Now, Joan is uh, somebody who specializes in sex and aging. So Sunny gets some of her perimenopause questions answered. She covers a lot of other really important things too, but she's one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. And she is just, she's probably forgotten more about sex than we actually know combined. Yeah, totally. She's, she's just brilliant, amazing, fun to talk to, a great guest and, and so gracious. We love Joan Price. Before we get to Joan, we got a bunch of other things for you. And there's something I want to talk to you about. Have you seen toys like the Womanizer, the Satisfier, and the Sona? They're sex toys designed to basically suck the clitoris. The Womanizer even has an orgasm guarantee. They say that people can climax with it in something like 30 seconds. So this new style of toy is all the rage, and they are flying off shelves like hotcakes. Unless I'm mixing my metaphors. You metaphor, are mixing your metaphors. I'm like, do pancakes fly off shelves? Are they magic Harry Potter pancakes? Just no, you're flying totally fucking off that the shelf. Okay. okay. So no, you no, know no, what go, I mean. Go, go with, yes, go with your thing. All right. I have to admit these toys are intriguing, but also very confusing, kind of like my hotcake metaphor. 
how exactly do they work? How do they suck? I mean, literally suck. Like, or do they actually suck? Is it's it sonic? Is it pulsing air? Is it sonic? Well, some of them are sonic. Not all of them oh, are not sonic. All of them yeah, sonic. it's okay. really confusing. So it might just be orgasmic magic. So our sponsor it's sorcery. They it do is. It, they do it through sorcery. Orgasmic sorcery. Our sponsor Peep Show Toys set me up with the latest womanizer satisfier and sona models, so I can do a thorough compare and contrast on your behalf, listener. So I can fill you in on which is the best for you and your body. You can catch me live streaming about this on the evening of Tuesday, April 3rd at about 9 p.m. Central on my Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Sunny Megatron. And that's going to be in the show notes if you missed it. Oh, and have you checked out Peep Show Toys? They're pretty fucking cool. They are a small, independently owned online pleasure products retailer, and they're committed to selling only quality products made of body safe, non-toxic materials at fair prices. I like that. That's my favorite. Peep Show Toys carries a number of indie... Because you're fucking cheap. I am cheap. Peep Show <laughs> Toys, but I like quality. I like the good stuff, but cheap. I look for the deals. Peep Show Toys carries a number of indie sex toy brands like The Butters, Split Peaches, and Funkit Toys, you know, companies that are similarly committed to offering body-safe quality sex toys. So the Peep Show Toys folks are some awesome people, and if you don't know them, you should. And they have given me something special for you. It's 10% off your order at peepshowtoys.com when you use the code SUNNY, S-U-N-N-Y, at checkout. P.S. Okay, this is a secret, but they've got more stuff for you too. Look out for an amazing giveaway sponsored by Peep Show in April, plus a whole bunch of more stuff online and even at our live events too, all sponsored by the gracious folks at Peep Show Toys. And speaking of live events... Sony and I will be teaching a BDSM 101 workshop in Chicago at the Discovery Center on Wednesday, March 28th. And you should come join us. Details for the March 28th BDSM class will be in the show notes for episode 34, AmericanSexPodcast.com and at SunnyMegatron.com. Uh, Oops. <laughs> if you're going to say something, .com is the right thing to say. <laughs> also, if you're in the Rochester, New York area, Sunny and I will be there the weekend of the Rochester Erotics Art Festival, the first weekend in April. We're teaching not one, not two, not three, but four classes. We have our wonderful G-Spot class, our prostate class, exploring non-monogamy, and our class on sex and humor. You can find out more about this and get your tickets at rochestereroticartfest.org. Links are in the show notes. I also think we're going to be bringing a little uh, peep show choice with us to Rochester for students in a couple of our classes. So, you know, just saying if you're going to be in Rochester with us. So we've also got a couple more events, though. Coming up Memorial Day weekend, May 25th to 28th, we're teaching in Detroit at the Club Ascension Chicken Barbecue Memorial Weekend. And at the end of July, we'll be at COPE, the Central Ohio Perversion Excursion in Columbus, Ohio. We're still finalizing the details for both of those events, but a link to both will be in our show notes. Here on American Sex Podcast, we do sex toy giveaways every month for our listeners. This month... You can win an Aussie by Lovents, provided by our sponsor, Castle Megastore. The Aussie is the world's first oscillating G-Spot toy, and it's also smartphone controlled. Do you want to win one of your own? Go to SunnyMegatron.com slash O-S-C-I. 
Thanks, Castle Megastore, for this great prize. Also, don't forget you can get 20% off select items at Castle Megastore when you use the code SUNNY. Again, that's S-U-N-N-Y at checkout. And do you know what time it is? It is big welcome and heartfelt appreciation Peanut butter jelly time. time. Peanut no, butter jelly Ken. time. Where it's at? Where it's at? It's big welcome and heartfelt appreciation time. But see, that doesn't work. I was making my own song. We need to make a song. Big welcome and heartfelt appreciation time for our Patreon people this week. Okay, so this week on Patreon, we hit a milestone, 30 Patreon members. Thank you, Patreon members. This actually means the most to us. This is the thing that helps us the most. Uh, Please, if you're not already a member of our Patreon family, become one for as little as a dollar a month. So even though we have our monthly earnings hidden, I'm going to tell you the secret. So we just also hit a second milestone, the triple digits. Yes, we're at $102 a month. So that is thanks to our newest members this week, Claire and Brutal. So thanks, you two, and welcome to the family. Uh, By the way, Claire is already a member of the family. So we love you, Claire. Thanks for chipping in. We, we really appreciate <laughs> if it. If you want to become a member of the family, too, and get all of our episodes early, plus bonus stories and entire bonus episodes, plus more perks, too, visit patreon.com slash American Sex. Do you have a question you'd love for us to answer? Leave us a voicemail at 773-MUFF-TOY. That's 773-683-3869. We may play your voicemail on the air. or. You can email us at americansexpodcast at gmail.com. Today's guest is one of my favorite people in sex ed, the one and only Joan Price. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Quote, sexual pleasure and sexual expression have no expiration date, insists Joan Price, an advocate for ageless sexuality. Joan's mission is to change society's view of boomer, senior, and elder sex one mind at a time, and to help seniors and young folks, who she calls seniors in training, to get the information they need to maintain or regain a joyful sex life lifelong. Joan has been writing books about senior sex since 2005. Her latest is The Ultimate Guide to Sex After 50, How to Maintain or Regain a Spicy, Satisfying Sex Life. She also wrote her spicy memoir, Better Than I Ever Expected, Straight Talk About Sex After 60, and the award-winning self-help guide, Naked at Our Age, Talking Out Loud About Senior Sex. She edited the steamy senior sex anthology, Ageless Erotica. At 74, Joan Price continues to talk out loud about senior sex, partnered or solo, traveling widely for speeches and workshops, and on her zesty blog about sex and aging, NakedAtOurAge.com, which includes senior sex news, views, and reviews of sex toys from a senior perspective. Before we roll the interview, don't say to yourself, oh, yeah, but like, I'm only 26, so I don't need to listen to this. This is for old people. No, 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 no. You need to listen to this. Joan's information is not only priceless, much of it is timeless as well. And besides, as she said, you're all seniors in training. Wink, wink, wink. Here's Joan Price. Ken and I are both thrilled to have you with us, Joan. Welcome. Hi, Joan. Welcome. The thrill is mutual. Oh, we're so excited. So I have to admit something. You are one of both of our heroes. And it is, and and I'm being very genuine here, when like everything that we're doing in sex education uh, right now, we are looking at what is going on at some point in the future. 
And we are using you as the model for the right things to do and to talk about it because we are, you know, I'm going to be 50 this year. And this is kind of a milestone for me in that I'm more and more and more, I'm looking at my body changing, my heart doing funky things, health issues are popping up that I never expected. So your work is becoming more and more seminal to Gen Xers as we age. And and I just wanted you to know that like what you do has a definite effect, not just on people of your generation, but of everybody who's younger than you as well. So thank you for that. Oh, that makes me so happy, Ken. Thank you so much for saying that. Mm. I mean, this is why I do this work is for people like you who will say that. And I love that you're looking forward instead of going, oh, I'm not 49 anymore. I'm not 29 anymore. No, you're the youngest you'll be from now on. So enjoy it. And look at what you can do moving forward to make sure you're aging in a new way. We're not aging the way our grandparents did. Oh, for sure. I mean, plus it's been a personal life goal of mine to look like Santa Claus as soon as I can, because the old men in my family (laughs) either look like Kenny Rogers impersonators or Santa Claus, and I'm more going for the Santa Claus appeal. You're there, honey. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. That makes me so happy. I think you, you got enough My beard gray. is getting to be pretty yeah, good. I, like, I don't have enough gray on top of my head, but I want more gray. I can't wait to get gray up top. You're so excited. And he's said for years, like, I can't wait till I'm 50. I'm so excited. So <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So now recently, one thing that that is at the forefront of my mind, because I just watched this, you did a great webinar that I recommend everybody watch no matter their age and I'll have a link to it in our show notes for the listeners but this webinar was called safer sex for seniors now usually when we hear about safer sex talks it's to high schoolers or college kids a lot of people think why do seniors need safer sex aren't you experts at knowing how the world and life works so what is the deal with safer sex for seniors particularly the deal is that people in my generation or younger, I'm 74, so uh, when I say my generation, let's include all the over 50s, over 60s, over 70s and beyond, many of us are not using safer sex protection. We don't think it applies to us. We think that STIs happen to other people because we know, of course, by now, pregnancy only happens to other people. And, and we just haven't been, we haven't been educated to understand why we need to use it, how to use it in a way that's fun, and how to eroticize it. And that's really one of my big points with this webinar, and thank you for mentioning it, that if we can't eroticize senior sex barriers, or senior sex, sorry, safer sex barriers, then we won't use them. We'll find lots of excuses not to use them. Mm -hmm. And my age group has lots of excuses But I counter that in the webinar, too, and give them conversations that they can have instead. And Mm -hmm. I'm really happy that you watched it. And uh, it's it's a free webinar. I do have a series of webinars that are uh, fee-based webinars. But this one, thanks to the wonderful folks at Lucky Bloke, luckybloke.com, who underwrote this webinar, it's free for everybody. Mm -hmm. And and as I said, I highly recommend, like I wanted to call my, we have two daughters, one's uh, in high school and one's college-age daughter, like call them in and be like, she knows everything and all of this applies to whoever is having sex, no matter what age they are. That's right. And it's really not meant to say if you're under 50, you can't watch it or you won't learn anything from it. It's just that my age group is never included in the conversation. Mm-hmm. 
Our doctors don't include us. Our friends don't. Our lovers don't usually. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, somebody's got to do it. That's why I step in. Nice. Well, thank you That's for brilliant. that. Yeah. And, and your style is fantastic, by the way. Like, this is just, it was an amazing day as we had watched uh, a couple of different webinars that day. And yours was the one that blew us out of the water, both for content and for your style. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Whoa. Listen, now, I'm a small person. I can't take much bigger a swelled head here. <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I this is sort of a just between us because it's just the three of us talking, of right? Of course. Right, yeah. just, just the three of us. a few million listeners later on. Mm-hmm. I recorded this webinar several times, and the, the next to the last time I thought, okay, I'm done. This is this is just what I wanted to say. Everything's included. Nothing went wrong. And then I watched it and I went, oh my gosh, it's preachy. No one wants preachy. Oh. And I thought, wait, I'm not known for preachy. I'm known for funny. So I better make this funny. <laughs> so I hope I succeeded. You, you did. did. You, you did. very much did. It was funny and informational both. Mm-hmm. Good, good. So now, as Ken mentioned... We're, we are getting into what it, my friend and I said, you know, cause a lot of people look at age, like you said, in a negative way, like, oh, we're in the twilight of our lives. And I'm like, no, we're oh, not, so we're are. not even close. We might be in like the after lunch slump of our lives, but we got <laughs> a whole take a nap and go on. Exactly. Right. I mean, yeah, exactly. The, the, the biggest downside we have right now is our 69. It's more of an 11 cause like there's sore backs and <laughs> right. sore knees and, <laughs> but we're still having the 11. We're still having the 11. Exactly. Oh, I love that. I've got to quote you on that. Ken. <laughs> totally just steal it. <laughs> oh, 69s have become 11s. Really? <laughs> it's better than minus four, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. totally. And it's better than zero. Much oh, better yeah. than zero. Yeah. So we have a, a whole bunch of things that are starting to happen to us. Yeah, we have, you know, I have arthritis and we use the liberator wedges to mm-hmm. make things more comfortable. But then one thing that I am facing, which even as an educator, I'm embarrassed to say that I really don't know everything that's going to be happening to me because I am reaching dun 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 menopause. Uh-huh. So I uh-huh. have started with, I, I now probably have four chin hairs uh, <laughs> but, her, but her beard is not as magnificent as mine right at i all. do not have the magnificent beard like ken but i'm hoping one day one i day. might um can i braid it if you do yes you, you can um but all of these things are going to start happening to my body and i found myself kind of unsure about what am i to expect and then what do I do about the new things that pop up that I don't expect? So can you yeah. give me any insight on, on, you know, sexuality through menopause? Absolutely. And one of the things I'm going to point out right away is that there isn't a, an abrupt cliff you fall off at menopause where things before menopause were one way and afterwards they're go- they're the way it'll be for the next 40 years or 30 years, whatever. Um, it's gradual. Things change as, as your hormones recede, things change for you. But it isn't just a one day I have estrogen and, and testosterone and the next day I don't. It's more, much more gradual than that. And what I recommend people do is, well, of course, read The Ultimate Guide to Sex After 50 because that has a whole lot of information in it, including medical information, is to prepare by having 
a lot of great sex that doesn't necessarily involve penetration. Mm-hmm. Because one of the problems that people come to me about is the older they get, often penetration is not as satisfying or as comfortable as it used to be. And then they're stuck with not knowing what else to do. Now, you two are educators. You know a whole lot of things to do. I know that. But in talking <laughs> to your audience, too, and not just to you, often we, we tend to think that uh, PIV, penis and vagina, might be the end goal in in straight sex, where it's just one possibility. There are lots of other ways. And so if you, and I know I'm going to give you a homework assignment. Ooh, okay. Excellent. Okay. Find out how many wonderful ways you can have orgasms without relying on the ways you used to think of were the best sex for orgasm. Ooh. Doesn't that sound like fun? Yeah, and tomorrow's a snow day, too. (laughs) So So if you start, and this is for people of any age and people in their 20s. I'd love to have people in their 20s listen to this, too. If you discover lots and lots of ways to enjoy sensual pleasure, and then you define all of that as sex rather than sex is this and everything else is, I don't know, foreplay or whatever play. No, it's all sex. If it brings you sexual pleasure, if it stimulates you sexually, it's sex. If it brings you to orgasm, it's sex. So expand the definition of sex, what sex is, with apologies to Bill Clinton, <laughs> now, Joan, tell me, what is the definition of the word is? <laughs> well, it depends on what is is. <laughs> You're talking to a former high school English teacher. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I did that for 22 years first. So, yeah, bring on language. Hi, I love language. So that's one thing. And the, the other part is to start incorporating, if you don't already, and I'll bet you do, Lubricant, sex toys, fantasy, all of these ways to stimulate yourself that, again, you're going not in a direct line to, okay, here I am, I'm going for orgasm in the straight line. Instead, let's see how you can dance around it. How many different dance genres can you use? Can you swing? Can you waltz? Can you cha-cha? I've never talked about it this way before, but why not? Uh, (laughs) And... And to just make, just expand that whole sexual playground. Right. And my guess is you're already doing all this because I know some of the things you do. I don't. Yeah. Mean, <laughs> do okay. Well, we posted on Facebook. We just yeah. did. And we, I know uh, we... some of the things you stand for. Yeah. <laughs> Our life is an open book. <laughs> yeah. I know mine is four open books, but. And then also to um, be aware that as you go through menopause and afterwards, when you come out the other end, some things are much better and some things are more challenging. Mm. The things that are much better and the things that are more challenging are in a way the same thing, which is you are not being propelled by your hormones. Ah, and, and I good. feel that I feel that happening already. Do you feel that already? Mm-hmm. So yeah. that is a challenge because then you need to build in some propulsion from other things. But 
it's also a wonderful thing because now you can really look at what am I having sex for? What is the pleasure? What is the intimacy? Um, the, the health benefits, if you want to. I have 33 health benefits of orgasms in the uh, Ultimate Guide to Sex After 50. 33 Ooh. health benefits. Who knew? Bet you only knew about 10 of them. Anyway, um, so... Just because your hormones are not propelling you, are not driving you to have sex, doesn't mean that you can't have sex that is as fulfilling, though it may take longer, the arousal may take longer, getting to orgasm may take longer. But when is, why does that have to be a problem? Couldn't that be a delight? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you know what? This this actually brings up a question to me. So as a cis man, I want to know, and, and as a medical professional, I've never really thought about this before. Is there such a thing as menopause? Yes. And what, what would that look like? What do, what, I have, what do I have to look forward to? What you have to look forward to, well, I'm, I'm saying yes as if that were a real term that people use. And no, I know. It's somebody, completely, I fit, yeah, I totally fabricated that, but you knew what I meant. But other people have <laughs> fabricated it too. Other right. people have said there should be menopause. Well, there is. In that, um, when, as, as you age, erections will be maybe less automatic, less hard, less lasting. Um, ejaculate will be less and won't go as far in case you'd like to try to hit a target. <laughs> and, um, and I got two targets for you right here, Ken. <laughs> right in front. All right. I'm thinking you probably have three, but maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> what do I know? What do I know? And a lot of, a lot of cis, cis men really uh, are really panic when their erections don't seem as reliable. And they say, oh my gosh, I have ED. So one thing to realize is there's a difference between erectile dysfunction, meaning you can't get an erection at all, not first thing in the morning, not when you masturbate, not with the right sex toy, not with a fantasy partner, just doesn't happen. Uh, and what Michael Castleman calls erectile dissatisfaction. Sometimes yes, sometimes no, sometimes yes, but it doesn't last. Uh, and that's a whole different thing. That is a normal sign of aging. Whereas erectile dysfunction, not getting erections, means that something is wrong. Something's impeding the blood flow. Something is interfering with that natural process. So if there is a situation where there are no erections at all, especially if that's sudden, and the same thing for uh, vulvas, if there, if if the clitoris just doesn't feel anything anymore, and there are no, there's no engorgement and no orgasm, this is a sign that you need to go to your medical professional and say what's going on, mm-hmm. because it can be an early sign of heart disease, it can be an early sign of diabetes or a number of uh, neurological diseases or other conditions. It can be a sign that medications are interacting, or it could be the wrong medication for you. It could be a, a side effect of medication. So there are all of these, I have a lot of this in the Ultimate Guide to Sex After 50, 
including um, some words from a pharmacist who okay. has a lot to say about how medications work and what to do if you're taking something that's interfering with your sexuality. Right. So I think I went on a really long time in answer to your short No, question. no, no actually, actually, that's perfect. You, you, you had me think of something because when you were talking about not the complete erectile dysfunction, but, you know, things just aren't quite as big or as hard or as... Uh-huh. Now, I find I'm experiencing that as somebody with a vulva. Like, yes. everything works, but it's just yeah. sometimes my orgasms are like... Like you think you're going to work up to this big thing and it's like, no. Is they, it a megasm? It's a megasm. Yeah, they used to be like, they, all of them used to be like a horse kicked me in the head. They were so intense. I almost couldn't stand it. And now it's like, yeah, that that was okay. It was fun. Yeah. So is that a normal thing? Like I'm not on any medication or anything yeah. like that. Is is it just that things aren't always going to be as ba-bam as they? Yeah, that's true. And I described this in, I think it was my first book, Better Than I Ever Expected, that orgasms used to be like the waves crashing over me. And that now sometimes they're like watching the waves through a smudged window. Yeah, that's oh, yeah, a good that's, way yeah, to put really it. That's a really good yeah. analogy. Or it's like ocean compared to kiddie pool, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Which, But then once in a while, there's one that just uh, rocks your world again. Yeah, like that random big wave when a motorboat goes by. <laughs> you know? That too. Yeah, 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 okay. So all this is normal. And one of the best pieces of advice I can give you, I think, is not to freak out about any of it, but instead to just say, oh, what do I need to learn about that? Look at what's happening. What do I need to learn and where can I learn it? Is this a matter of reading Joan's book or is this a matter of sitting my, um, my doctor down and saying, I teach, I teach my audiences, uh, my medical mantra. Can I tell that to you? Absolutely. Please do. Okay. I'm going to ask you to repeat after me. Okay. Doctor. 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 My sexuality is important to me. My sexuality is important to me. Here's what's interfering with it. Here's Here's what's what's interfering with it. it. Let's run the tests and find out what's going on. Let's Let's run run the test and find find out what's what's going going on. And if you can't help me. And if if you you can't can't help me. Please refer me to someone who can. Please refer me to someone who can. Oh. If we all said that every time, imagine how we would change the medical profession. Oh, gosh, yes. Because they don't see us. The older we get, the less they see us as sexual beings. Mm -hmm. So by starting out with, doctor, my sexuality is important to me, they're going, "Uh uh uh-oh, okay, (laughs) better listen, (laughs) something's coming. And Mm -hmm. as we go, so is the, oh, the whole generations following us. As you said, (laughs) the generations following are all going to age if they're lucky. If they're not lucky, they'll die young. Mm -hmm. But if they're lucky, they'll get old. Okay. I like this. All right. There's so much more that we want to talk with you about. But of course, we have to take a break. And when we get back, we're going to talk about dating as seniors and the challenges and a whole bunch of other stuff. So we will be right back with Joan Price. I know you're fancy. And I know you've been eyeing some of those luxury sex toys, haven't you, you frisky little fox? Well, I also know that you enjoy a good discount, don't you, dear? 
you now can get 20% off your entire order plus free shipping at luxury sex toy retailer Lalo.com with discount code SUNNY. Yes, dear, you heard me right. 20% off anything your little heart or, well, <clears throat> other parts. Desire at Lelo.com using discount code SUNNY. Yes, dear, you can thank me later. Castle Megastore. Once you see their sex toys, you'll want more. I have no idea if Castle Megastore actually has a theme song, but I really dig Castle Megastore. So that's my gift to you, Castle, your very own theme song. And you listeners get a gift too. If you go to CastleMegastore.com and use discount code SUNNY, that's S-U-N-N-Y, when you check out, you will receive 20% off your order. That's amazing. Castle Mega store. When you get your sex toys, you'll be on the floor because you'll be using them so much and they'll be so awesome and you'll save so much money. You'll get more than one and then you'll climax for a really long time and you'll just be passed out and you'll be like, oh my God, give me water. That was the best orgasm ever. And we're back with Joan Price. Now, Joan, I have a question for you. So I'm a military veteran and I go to the VA and one of the places that I've seen they're actually making forward motion with geriatric medicine and geriatric sexuality is actually at the VA because so many of the people that get treated there are older. In fact, I'm one of the younger people that I see in the VA on a regular basis. Mm. Do you ever have any contact with any, uh, like the VA or any form of uh, medical help that they could use with sexuality or sex educators? I, I personally have not had any contact with the VA directly, but I do give talks to medical professionals, and I would love for them to get in touch with me. Oh, boy, I'd love to do that because, yes, that's huge. That's yeah, it a, is. That's a huge a, issue. And, it, and it's a good natural audience for you that's already kind of built in. It's And I think yeah. I think it's a little bit overlooked by some people when they think, you know, because they're thinking veterans are first as opposed to the age of the veterans. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes. most, most everybody at the VA is a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then if you throw sex into the mix, then that's even more removed. Exactly. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Then aging and then sex. Yeah, exactly. and it's it's amazing how progressive they are about sexuality, especially with our LGBTQ veterans and and, and women veterans yeah. specifically. So they are very good at addressing uh, sex issues in all of its forms. Um, oh, I'm so happy to hear that. Mm-hmm. So now you do a bunch of workshops and you, you talked about how you train medical professionals in addressing sex with patients, which is amazing. And we need <laughs> more of that in, in every level of medicine. You also do workshops for people. And, and one I of do. the workshops that you do, well, not that medical professionals aren't people, but you know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> Civilians or whatever. Um, so you have a workshop or a webinar are called how the heck do i date at this age so that's my favorite one really so what is so different about dating as a senior (laughs) well (laughs) different from dating as a junior or dating (laughs) a sophomore (laughs) i don't know (laughs) Um, well it's different because no most of us i was going to say many but i'll say most of us that come to dating as a senior have maybe 50 years since the last time we dated. And everything has changed. Nothing's the same. And besides that nothing's the same, the reasons that we're out in the dating pool again are different. It could be that we were just dumped 
by a long-term partner or spouse, or we, um, or, or our spouse or partner died. Or for one reason or another, we are suddenly single or deciding that we're opening up a marriage for the first time and exploring other partners. So lots of reasons. But there, at, at, when you approach something like this at 70 rather than at 20, it's a whole different world. Mm. When I give this workshop, <laughs> most of the people there say, please tell us we don't have to use online dating. I was just, I was thinking, I, that was exactly what I was going to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> of course you do, because that's where the people are. So are there seniors on like Tinder and OkCupid and the same dating or, websites or is there that a, everybody is there else uses? there a dating uses? app specifically for seniors? There are some dating apps specifically for seniors, but there are fewer people on them. I suggest that they use something like Match or OkCupid, which has an enormous senior population. So it isn't that it's geared to seniors, but there are so many more seniors on those sites uh, than on the regular, uh, th- those that are specifically aimed at seniors. Mm-hmm. And if you're in a big city, it probably doesn't matter because there's so many people to choose from. But if you're from a, a smaller area or a rural, rural area or a small town, you, you can sit in a coffee shop all day and you may never meet someone who <laughs> is date eligible mm-hmm. or date interested. And maybe the, the moment that you decide to give up and leave, that person walks in anyway. So how do you know? <laughs> you just, it just isn't going to work that way anymore. And certainly, if you can meet someone doing the things you love doing, well, that's ideal because then you've already got something in common. You've already got something you both are passionate about doing other than each other. But you still are going to meet just such a limited number of people that way. So I not only tell them that, yes, you need to use online dating, but I teach them how to write the profile and tell them the mistakes that I really want them to avoid. Sunglasses, no. Take off your sunglasses. (laughs) That's mainly for the guys. I don't know what that is. What maybe Ken, can you explain why? Oh, Ken just got he just got a really fancy pair of sunglasses that he loves. I think there's something there's something to this. For me it's because I have trifocals now, so it's (laughs) (laughs) I can't goddamn see if I don't have my trifocal sunglasses. My my sunglasses are better than my regular glasses. I don't know. And I think I look cooler in them, so I mean it might just be as simple as that. If we can't see your eye I mean you can have that sunglass photo, but not as your main photo. I agree. Profile photo. And I tell, I tell women, um, don't pose with your grandkids or pets. Why not pets? I mean, I could see grandkids, like, it's like you're dating, you don't want your kid, but why not, like, oh, here's my cute little pug. Why not your pets? That again can be in a photo that's not your main photo. But what I hear from the guys who want to, would otherwise want to date her is, I think that she's she doesn't have room for me. If she's go, oh, look how cute my pet is, or look how cute my grandkid is. I can actually see then, that. Really? It's not, yeah. a, it's not a sexy thing. I, I like seeing women that have pets, but not as the main mm-hmm. photo. I would agree with that 100%. Or, or, okay. or, in a wet, or in a wedding thing. You know, that's the other thing. that. Like, oh. <laughs> and do not crop out 
someone else's face from the photo that you put. <laughs> <laughs> so many people do that. They go, here, what is that hand, the disembodied hand over the shoulder? Right. <laughs> you think we can't tell there was someone else in there? And I think, I think the assumption, whether it is or not, is always like, that's the disgruntled ex. You know? Exactly. Like, yeah. Of course, that's what we're going to think. <laughs> and I tell them how to make themselves stand out, how to, uh, how to write in an accurate but really appealing way about themselves and not and to avoid all the things that everybody says. For example, I like long walks on the beach at midnight. No, you don't. If you really <laughs> all, if everyone who said they liked long walks on the beach at midnight actually went to the beach at midnight, the beaches would be packed at midnight. Well, they're not. <laughs> That's true. Last Very time we true. went, we were looking for Pokemon and nobody was there. They kicked yeah. us out because it, yeah. it was dark. The cops yeah. were there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so what should people then include in their in their dating profiles if it's not long, long walks on the beach at midnight? Well, first, they need to realize that they have to stand out. So in their very first sentence, they have to say something about themselves that's going to catch someone's attention and that they should think about. Uh, someone, the person they want to attract, so they've got someone they want to attract. That person is scrolling through one after another, after another, after another. If you don't catch that person's eye with your first sentence, you may be perfect for each other, but you'll never know it. You'll never meet. Mm -hmm. So to figure out some quirky way of describing yourself, of giving some unusual fact about yourself, or saying something um, unique about what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. There's a it's a it's a skill. It's an art, really. It is. So write it the wrong way first, and then start editing. And you know the first. I, it bothers me when I read some and they say, um, "I'm supposed to describe myself here." Um, <laughs> I don't know what to. Say. I mean, come on, cut that out. Get to the chase. You've right. written that. That doesn't mean you have to publish it that way. <laughs> <laughs> So I now, also recommend people don't do what I did because Sonny was waving her finger at me oh, because yeah. I have the most perverted OkCupid okay profile catch, ever. His catch sentence is... <laughs> it's terrible. No, first of all, please don't hate me, Joe. Tell, what are you hear this? <laughs> I won't hate you, but I can't wait to hear it. So I started off with, I'm going to start by dunking your head in a toilet and fisting you in the ass, and that'll be our first date. Well, actually, I think it's marvelous. <laughs> 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 Because that is going to screen out everyone you don't want. That's exactly what I wanted to do. That because I was tired of muggles coming at me, right. and like yeah. that's you. you know. I think like when you put it on, you put it on as kind of a joke. Like I don't care, but it actually ended up screening people better than anything else you had had on there it, it before. Did. Exactly. It was and, very and neat, I, but I, I was afraid you were going to judge me. I really was. <laughs> I was kind of, I I'm like, don't tell her. Don't tell her. I judged you as remarkably <laughs> proficient in explaining what you want. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is that. Is perfect because you're attracting the people you want, and you're also screening out the people that don't stand a chance with you. Mm, that's very and that's true. Great, I like and that. that's what something that that when people take my workshops, sometimes they have an argument with me about that. They say, "Oh, but if I was that specific about what I want, because I do say be specific about what you want. If I'm that specific about what I want, then a lot of people will think that it doesn't apply to them." And I say, "Well, does it?" Mm -hmm. Uh well, I don't know. I haven't met them. No, wait a minute. You got to know what you want. 
If you don't know what you want, how can you ask for it? If you don't ask for what you want, the answer is no. Very good point. Yeah. Now, what about like kind of along Ken's lines, seniors that are either kinky or looking to get into kink or some kind of like not mainstream, some alternate kind of sexuality is in the senior community. Is it harder to find others? Is there more stigma just because, you know, us and especially like millennials now, everybody's kinky. It's not a big deal. (laughs) But, you know, if you look at baby boomers, there is more of a stigma there because it was more swept under the rug. So is it hard to find people into like alt sexuality? When you're a senior, I don't think it's that hard, mm-hmm. but that's because people who are kinky are not, um, they're not reluctant to say, Hey, I'm kinky and I would only be happy with someone who accepted my kink and maybe shared it. Mm-hmm. So if they see it that way and then they go ahead and ask for it that way, nine out of 10 people maybe are going to say, ew, not for me. And that's great. They don't have to waste their time. Right, right. So you're right that it's not as easy for seniors to, to say these things out loud. But on the other hand, when, when you got a kink, you got a kink. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it, it has often seniors realize that trying to tamp down their real sexuality never worked and doesn't work now either. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if not now, when can they explore it? Right, right. So you may find there are people who are coming out as kinky who didn't dare before. Mm-hmm. And they're also, and another thing that happens sometimes as we get older is, is that what we want changes. Not only what we want, but how we want, how we, where we want to be touched, how we want to be touched, maybe by whom we want to be touched, the gender of whom we, by whom we want to be touched. All these things can change over the course of aging. And if we embrace that, we can be really happy. If we fight it down, we can feel really repressed. So now along those lines, what about things like sex toys. Let's say you're a senior and you're in a relationship. You know, you wrote that dating profile perfectly and you found your person and and you're gonna, I don't know, do seniors also Netflix and chill? Is that a thing? (laughs) Like is hookup cult, is there senior hookup culture? (laughs) Um, Gee, I just, I, I, one of the things I do is I write a Q&A for seniorplanet.org mm-hmm. and it's uh, the sex at our age column. I answer one reader question a month and the one that I just submitted, it's going to be out uh, mid-February. Of course, we don't know when this is going to air exactly, so mm-hmm. maybe I shouldn't have set a date. It's fine. But it, <laughs> it's all about a, a woman who is involved with a partner in, um, as a friends with benefits relationship, or that's what they're calling it. And it doesn't, that does not seem to fit what's actually happening. Yes, they're having sex. Yes, they're friends, but it's deeper than she thought friends with benefits meant. Mm. And she says, what is so, is that what we are or what are we doing? And I was suggesting that we come up with some new terms. Ooh, what are they? And I, came up with one I like, which is date mate. So what is date a date mate? mate? Tell me. So a date mate is more than a friends with benefits. It's deeper than that. There's more emotional attachment. 
more towards the mate part. But it is not a committed relationship. It's not an exclusive relationship. It's not designed to be that. It's, yeah, we've progressed in intimacy past what we thought of as friends with benefits. And, and we're dating and we're mating. <laughs> but we're not looking towards marriage or exclusivity. Does that make any sense? It, it I love that, actually. actually think- I like that because, you know, Ken and I, we have an open relationship or polyamorous or whatever, you know, label mm-hmm. you want to put on us. But that's what I like. I, I like someone that isn't just like a quick hookup or, a, you know, but not someone that I, I, I want to enjoy my time with them, maybe even have some sort of love with them, yeah. but and, you know, date them, but not to the point of like, so when you're moving in, when are we exactly. getting a joint check account? Like, I don't want uh, no. Yeah, exactly. So date mate. You like date mate? I yes. Love, yeah, I love spread date that mates. around? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yes. I love good. that. So now, okay, I have, let's say I have a date mate and it comes to sex toys. Do seniors use sex toys as much? Do they have certain provisions that they have to, to consider when they're picking a sex toy? Oh, so tell honey, me about you that. You are so on my wavelength. Really? I review sex toys on my blog, nakedatourage.com, from a senior perspective. Okay. I've reviewed about 100. I know it's a hard job, but someone's got to do it. (laughs) And I have certain criteria that make this toy, or as I like to think of an orgasm tool, appropriate especially appropriate for seniors Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean they can't be used by young people but it means we don't need to invent something brand new for seniors because we've got them we've got them and i review them from that perspective so you want to know some of my criteria yes i want to hear okay first of all in a vibrator it's got to be really strong Mm -hmm. that makes sense it's got to go for a long time without losing its charge or overheating or catching on fire. (laughs) Catching on fire wouldn't be good unless you're really kinky, you know. (laughs) It's got to be ergonomic, and you can't see it, but I'm holding up my arthritic wrist for you to see here. Mm -hmm. It's got to be ergonomic for arthritic wrists. The controls need to be really easy to use without having to stop and put on our reading glasses. Because that's a buzzkill. <laughs> yeah. I can so relate to that as I'm removing my trifocals right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, is that, oh, no, that wasn't up. That was off. Ew, hate it when that happens. That's the, that is the worst, Isn't like, boner worst? killer when you're like, because I like to ramp up my sex. So I'll start on low, and then when I get into it, I'll put it up a, another higher. Then I get it, and then I put it up higher, like, edging towards orgasm, and I'll press the button and shut it off, like, right when I'm like, yeah, I gotta oh. turn it up, because now's the time. And it's like, Grr. So I have a question for the both of you. This is something I've been thinking about as well. How would you feel about a very strong wand-type vibrator, but only has three buttons, each of which is one setting? instead of having to press a number of buttons a bunch of times. Well, one of my other criteria is that it has to be easy to use with lubed fingers. Ah. Mm -hmm. Because we need lubricant. We always need lots of lubricant. So if you have lubed fingers, it might be harder to feel which control is which. If there are ah. separate controls for separate speeds, it would, it's a good idea, but mm, could you place them so that you can't accidentally hit one? 
That was my thought. Like more 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 buttons means more room for me to accidentally hit a wrong button. So would one button with three settings be better? Oh yeah, I think so. I don't know why, but it's irritating to me to have twelve settings of slightly different variations, and I get like I and I always go for the super high strong setting every time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think don't most of us. I don't know why. I I like that there are some patterns that are fun, but I'll tell you, just give me. High and higher. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I mean, every once in a while, I run across a person that's really into the patterns, but I'm like, mm-hmm. what planet are you from? Like, I don't under, like, my mind does not understand, or not really my mind, my eat, clitoris doesn't those understand. Those are people that eat Tide Pods. <laughs> no, I think, well, just that if there are people who like patterns, that's fantastic because there are lots of sex toys for mm-hmm. you. So I don't want to say, yeah, if you like patterns, you'd aren't as evolved as we are because certainly we're probably not as evolved as they are no and i look at it more like there's nothing wrong with patterns but i look at them they're probably the minority like they're the left-handed people there's not as many of them in the world but they're perfectly (laughs) valid Uh Uh, just i'm right-handed so i can't relate (laughs) yeah Yeah. yeah. (laughs) another really important thing before we leave the criteria is they have to be made of body safe materials Mm -hmm. this is true for everyone but it's especially true for aging vulvas because we have thinner vaginal skin mm-hmm. more apt to to have minute lesions very easy access to the blood screen, stream mm-hmm. and if this sex toy if one of the toxic toys and if your listeners haven't been exposed to that term i'll be happy to help with that mm-hmm. go if, please if it's leaching chemicals into your bloodstream this is not a good thing. So the thing about body safe, um, I don't want people to run screaming and thinking sex toys are toxic. No, but there is a little subdivision of them that are. They're made of, of unregulated materials that are illegal in baby toys, illegal in dog toys, but legal in sex toys. Mm-hmm. So we want to avoid those. How do we avoid those? We could learn a lot about the materials and all, or we could do it the easy way. We could only order through the retailers that stand for body-safe materials. Ooh. So how do we and find then, those retailers? And then oh, you go to my blog and you look in the right-hand column. <laughs> bing, bing, the, bing. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of, of retailers like Smitten Kitten. Yes. That they have this absolute non-negotiable, if it is not made out of medical grade safe material, we don't carry it. Mm -hmm. That's all. You don't have to figure it out. We don't carry it. Right. So you don't have to be the expert. You just have to know the experts to go to. And by the way, that particular, that particular store, Smitten Kitten, um, has people that are the top in materials of any sex products available in the United States. I would say actually in North America, like they know more about biochem than just about anybody else in their top notch. Speaking of, speaking of that, like what about lubes or I'm sorry. And are you finished with your criteria for the toys? I think so. Uh, I mean, I'm my, I don't remember things very well, so there are probably some I forgot, (laughs) 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 but I'll say for now I'm done. (laughs) And and what about lubes? Like what, what are your feelings on things like uh, some of the newer lubricants? Like specifically I'm thinking of either silicone lube or lube with cannabis in it. Uh (laughs) Aha. 
Well, I do have some strong opinions about both. Ooh, let's hear. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> yes to that. <laughs> now, silicone lubes are really great. We need uh, we need a lot more slipperiness because our body doesn't make it uh, um, generally on its own at, at my age or a little younger. And so silicone is really marvelous and it doesn't dry out. But it it's not to be used with sil- silicone toys. And silicone is one of the best materials for making sex toys. So when we are using um, silicone sex toys, then we need to use a good water-based or hybrid lubricant. And again, if we're getting them not from the drugstore, never from the drugstore, but from a sex toy retailer that stands for education and customer health and satisfaction, mm-hmm. then you're going to get the good ones there. As for the cannabis-infused lubricant, oh, that's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> now, they can't be used with, they're um, in an oil-based uh, formula. Right, like so co- coconut oil, used, I think, right? Yes. Um, and they can't be used with uh, condoms. Right. Because oils degrade condoms. Right. So if you are in um, a situation where condoms would be desirable, then I would say get the orgasm with the cannabis-infused oil first and then clean it up, Put the, use the condom for the rest of what you want to do. Yeah, we, we've both tried the cannabis-infused yeah, oil. Yeah, actually, it's one of the only fans. things that can help me do anal stuff easily right. because I clench up mm-hmm. and I'm like a little bit tighter down there, but I love playing right. with mm-hmm. my butt. And you love and, making sure you have good prostate health, too. And I love making sure yeah. I have good prostate health, and this is the best way to do it because the, uh, the the cannabis lube, uh, and I think it was Foria that we used, was the best thing that I've ever come across. It was made things very comfortable for me where before things really hurt. Excellent. Yes, I have a review of Aphoria on my blog, too, at one point. If you went to nakedatrh.com and then you put in the search box, Foria, F-O-R-I-A, you'll find that. It's um really quite delightful. Oh, awesome. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look that up. Well, Joan, I want to absolutely thank you for talking to us. A, we love you. Um, B... I actually feel a lot better about menopause. Like just that as, brief as little as conversation we had. Like I realized that, you know, yeah, I'm a pretty good educator when it comes to some things, but that's a big hole in my education. I think that's a big hole in kind of everybody's, we kind of gloss over menopause. Like, oh yeah, that thing. You get a little yeah. dry down there and you wrinkle up like a prune and your sex life's over. I mean, that's what people tell you, you know? So that's been really comforting. So I'm going to uh, embark on this journey. Not like I have a choice, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> with a little a bit. In- and whether you celebrate it or you despair. Exactly. Exactly. Your choice. I'm going to celebrate it. And Good. so for our listeners, which, as I said before, it's not just your webinar that you did, your Safer Sex webinar. A lot of the stuff that you teach is very applicable to people of all ages. So um, where can we find you? I know at naked, is it naked at rh.com? Yes, that's my blog. Mm-hmm. Uh, my website, joanprice.com, has information about my books. If you are interested in my webinars, there's a link to that from both sites. Uh, I have a number of webinars that you can buy a ticket to view the recording, or you can view free the Safer, Safer Sex for Seniors on YouTube. Hope everyone will do that mm-hmm. and tell me how they like it. 
Um, what else should I tell you? I have an, an irregular newsletter. It comes out <laughs> maybe roughly once a month, but I only send it out when I really have something that I want people to know, that I have some things to share that I think they'd want to know about. And so to sign up for that, it's a weird URL. So the easiest way is if you either go to nakedatourage.com or joanprice.com, you'll see a box that says subscribe to Joan's newsletter. And then Wonderful. That'll get you there. Wonderful. And for our listeners, what we will do is we always do with all of our episodes, all the links that you told us and even the link directly to your newsletter, we're going to put in our show notes at sunnymegatron.com and at American Sex Podcast.com. And again, thank you so much. We thank really you so do much, love Richard. you. We genuinely You're love like, you. You're our hero. Yeah, you really are. Well, back at you, you two. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And listeners, bye-bye. Until next week. Thanks for listening to American Sex. To keep up with Ken and I, we'll first make sure you watch our TV show, Sex with Sunny Megatron, on Showtime. Then visit SunnyMegatron.com. There you can learn more about us, read our blog, peruse our workshop calendar, or hire us. For what? Well, either for private coaching, or to book us to teach at your event or university, or as sex and relationship writers for your publication. Oh, and don't forget, we're on social media, too. I'm the super social one, so you can find me as Sunny Megatron on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, my YouTube channel, and a bunch of other places. But if you want to get me on Snapchat, you got to look for Sunny underscore Megatron, and you can follow Ken on Twitter at at tag PsyChicken. That's P-S-Y-C-H-I-C-K-E-N. Also, please support us by shopping with the affiliates and sponsors from our breaks. And if you contribute to our Patreon, we're going to love you forever. Well, we're going to love you forever anyway, but just go with it. Lastly, if you like this broadcast, tell people about it. Tweet it, Facebook status it, and rate it on iTunes and other platforms. Thanks, friends. We'll see you next week on American Sex.